Hey, everyone. Thanks, as usual, for listening to our show. As usual, check out our Twitter, at Midcourt Madness, and check out our website if you feel like doing some good reading, midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, I got nothing. Play the music. Okay, exactly that little jam session we just had there. Um, you know, we always do winners, losers. Let's change up the order here. Whoa. I want you to start off by giving me your big loser. You know, John, I'm an incredibly regimented person, and I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna, I don't know how I feel about switching it up. But I'm also going to be willing to be flexible today. Did this qualify for load management? Maybe I don't. I don't know if this. I is, don't know. Maybe we're we're managing our loads in different ways. Okay. But all right. So my loser. This is this is maybe kind of a galaxy brain kind of thing here, John, because we're we're recording on a Wednesday. My my loser is Big Ten big guys. Okay. Okay. So we're talking uh, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, we're talking no right hand. Yeah, who's that big guy that Maryland picked up from Georgetown? Wahab, or uh, whatever his name Caduce, is. Caduce Wahab. Sure, him. Okay. Uh, if Minnesota ever actually recruits a Division One. Big guy. Level player. Yep. Or coach. That, that big guy will be yeah. on the team, <laughs> yeah. on the losing list. Right. Uh, the list goes on. All of the big guys that are in the Big Ten, even even the projected starting big man for Illinois, uh, because he might not actually get to play as much as he thought maybe a week ago. Maybe. Uh, because there's some there's some rumors swirling out there in the, in the, uh, in the, in the, what do we call the internet? The, uh, the cyberverse? Sure. The, the ether? Out in the ether. The, the World co- Wide Web. World Wide Web. Yeah. The Coffee Cockburn. Okay. Considering now uh, Illinois the favorite to land Coffee Cockburn Are they services. the favorite? I, okay, so. I believe they are considered the favorite to land Coffee Cockburn, or to re-recruit Coffee Cockburn back to Champaign. What What a story. What a saga. I know. It's wild. It could be the first time a team has ever thought they were going to lose their center to a, an SEC school in the transfer portal. And the draft. And the draft, but then ends up getting them back, and then could win a national title. Right, like we talked, we talked, we talked about this. Like the players need to put out the graphic with them, kind of in like the trench coat, and the, they're caressing their chin, kind of thinking. And there's three doors with question marks, and then boom, fourth door with the with the answer. And it's like back at school, gotcha, bitches. Did you ever see the thing Mark Titus did when he was at Ohio State after his freshman year, where so, he where he says he's coming back? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a video. And he was in the same recruiting class for Ohio State. Or he wasn't in a recruiting class. He was a team manager. They just asked, like, hey, you want to play basketball? Sure. Um, but same class as Greg Oden, Daquan Cook, Mike Conley. And there's, like, a little year-end press conference. Or not press conference. Like a pep rally with all their players. And guys who, like, oh, everyone knew those three guys were already leaving. So Mark Titus, who didn't play probably more than 20 minutes all season, gets on the mic and says, you know what? I'm actually going to return. That's what this year reminds me of. Yeah, a little different uh, caliber of player between Coffee Cochran and Mark Titus. A little but bit. Maybe Coffee's got that same kind of engaging personality. Maybe there's some space for him in the uh, in the podcast world like 15 years from now. Bigs and smalls and really big. And really big. Yeah, I like that. He's, <laughs> he makes people feel really small. So, yes. I mean, what is, I mean, 
tell you what, though, I mean, a week and a half ago, you're thinking if if he leaves, I mean, this this might be legitimately one of the best three or four or five players in college hoops. I mean, you're t- how, how does this change Illinois' fortunes, assuming he actually does pick them? They go from – because they still have a couple guards. They still have Curbelo. Yeah. Everybody loves him as kind of the popular breakout pick. There's one other guard. Trent Frazier's Frazier. back for his fifth year. Yes. We'll talk about that more later. So they have those two guys. Um, and along with him, they could get into that sort of – Could you be contending in the Big Ten? I, would, I, I wouldn't go that far. Player of the year candidate that in the league. I, if I were to guess where they would be seated come conference tournament time, to be honest, I'd say – Sixth. Okay. Sixth or seventh. That's pretty damn good, though. I mean, considering a week and a half ago, you're thinking, I like, it's conti- at, I wouldn't call that a contending the, team, though. What are the, the what are the def, what is, what are the DEFCON levels work? Is it, is, is level one, how many levels are there of DEFCON? You, you've never heard of, you've never heard of, the, well, we're at DEFCON. I've heard the term, yes. Okay. I don't, I think DEFCON one is, is the worst one, actually. It goes backwards. Okay. Or no, it goes You'd think, like, in theory, you'd think, like, DEFCON 5 is actually worse than DEFCON 1. Assuming there are five DEFCONs. Yeah, 1 is actually the worst. Is it sort of like golf? If, like, you say you carded a 1 on a hole, that actually means a hole in 1. Yes. It's the best. Exactly. But it's a low score, so you might think otherwise. I mean, Illinois was probably at DEFCON 1.5. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking all of our assistants just left. Dasumu left. Adam Miller, the guy who we're really excited about breaking out as a sophomore, is leaving. I, I, you know, I, she does this. I don't, no lick. Hey. But then she looks why, at you like Why does she want to lick your toes? I don't know. Because she's a disgusting dog. Yeah, sleep. Anyways, that's the portion where we bash your wife. <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> go on. All right, anyway. I mean, they were probably at a DEF like 1.5. And you're thinking, all of a sudden, I mean, Illinois was probably going to be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Or, or I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's, you're, you're looking, you're staring down the barrel of a lost season after, after months away, months from being like people legitimately complain, like Illinois might be the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, you get you get Co- you get Coburn back. You have Curbelo, who everybody's going to pick as like everybody's kind of perfect breakout point guard. You saw what he looked like late in the year. I mean, he, he's a stud. That's a hell of a duo to start with. And, and Frazier's back for his fifth year. I don't know some of the fighting Illini of uh, of uh, you know a fighting chance Ooh. at contending in the Big Ten. But you can't you can't forget to mention that you know. Player of the year candidate, I have sumo is you know gone. He's gone, of course. That happens. Yeah, but Coburn is also a, a player of the year candidate, and I think Curbelo people are thinking will rise into kind of that space and be kind of more of a conductor and make other guys better more than Desumu. I mean, his shot making was awesome. Sure, they they might not be as good, but they also aren't going to be as bad as we thought when Coburn was gone. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Big Ten big guys, my loser, John, who's right. your loser? You know, yours actually segues well into mine. Really? Because turn back the clock a week ago, when we the last time we were recording. Okay? July 7th. Yeah. Yes. God, when not, not too long weird. after Coffee Cockburn had put his name into the transfer portal. And who is the favorite? Big Blue Nation. Yes. Kentucky. Yeah. And Ashley Judd. She's a big yeah, Kentucky fan. Yes. You know, you don't know who actually judges. Yes, I do. I remember it was on the tournament a few years ago. Like they kept showing her on like. She's the, a famous actress. I, I know who she is. Yes. Oh my god. You gotta start watching movies. I will. Thank you. You have to get more culture. Anyways, anyway, Big Blue Nation was rumored to be the favorites. That's right. And now, as a time at the time of this recording, which is Wednesday, they are out of the picture. 
top three to top two with no graphics, which, by the what? way, I feel like I... Does Kofi have an old soul? Maybe. Maybe he doesn't believe in lists. He's like a 21-year-old, but he's actually like a 35-year-old. Said, I wonder if the word list segues into something. Anyways, we'll get to that later. Maybe. Anyways, so Kentucky basketball is my big loser for basically missing out on the favorites. But at the same time, like, do they really need them? You could always use them. You could have them be your, be your backup. <laughs> Maybe our winner, maybe our winner should be uh, Oscar Sheboy, because he's actually going to be able to play now. Maybe. I mean, you think about that. Like he he left West Virginia because he wasn't wasn't playing. Oh, he's yeah. like, I'm going to go to Kentucky and be a big man on campus here. Quite literally, big biggest man on campus. As long as you stay away from the football players, I'm sure yeah. there's some big guys there. Maybe. Uh, and I, and I then think, there's I the rumor that up there recruiting that Kofi's coming in. It's like, oh my gosh, what are we, what are, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know what it kind of is like? you got to think for as a Kentucky fan, putting myself in their shoes for a moment, I, I think about this kind of like like when I go play bingo, you always kind of think like ahead of time, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get excited about this. I'm going to lose. There's no way I'm going to win. I'm going to keep my expectations really low. And then halfway through, you've got, you know, you've got a couple, you've got like two things colored in here, you got a number there, you got, you got three numbers here, you got, you, you kind of, you're connecting the dots. You're like, oh, all I need is this and this to get, to get kind of that five. Shit, I might have a chance of winning this thing. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, and, then and you're crushed. Says, and then some, some old lady yells bingo. Yes. And then and then the guy's like, nope, not a bingo. Oh, and then oh, you're then like, you're oh, like, my God, I'm in this thing. But then someone else is like, oh, I yelled bingo second after her, so now it's me. And then he wins. Devastation. Yes. Right? Because of I changed my I changed my mindset from I got excited about it. And that's what I'm thinking Kentucky fans are probably thinking. Like, our team's going to be amazing. We got all these transfers. We got Oscar Sheway. He's going to be a beast in the middle. Kofi well, Coburn. What? We might get Kofi Coburn. Is it like we're the, gonna win the title for sure? Is it like the video from the Kentucky bar during the Luke May shots when? Because remember Malik Monk hits, hits his and all the Kentucky fans are jumping up and yelling. Yep. And by the way, you can't see the game going on as this video is going. And then all of a sudden, all you can hear is Luke May shot go in, and their hearts just sink to the floor. They're dead. Is that how it was? Maybe. I hope so. That was quite a moment. It was. I enjoyed that a lot. I wanted anyway. to see if you'd get through this episode without a UNC reference, and we made it. We made it ten minutes. That's pretty good for me. Well actually. done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, good job. Let's uh, yeah. I'll, speaking of Kofi Cobra. All right. Or Coffee Cockman. Yeah. I, I mispronounced that. I like either one. Um, you know, like I said, we're recording this Wednesday. He has not announced yet, and we're not going to put this out till Monday. Yeah. Want to make a little prediction? Where is okay. he going to go? Where do I think Coffee Cockburn is going to take his services? Take his talents. Take his talents, yeah. Well, now with name, image, likeness, does it become services? True. You know? I think he's going to go to... Illinois. And I think he's going to be a great fit there because no matter what, he's just, he's so big and he's so strong. He's going to really be able to feast in the paint with... With all of those talented guards that are around him, they're going to get up shots, but he's he's just going to be... His game just fits so well at... Illinois. That I think... I mean, he's just... He's going to excel there, and I think they'll be one of the best teams in the... Big Ten. Next season. Okay. I like that. And, you know, I see what you're saying. I do think that, like, the fans of... Fighting Illini. Will really love having him, you know, on the team. And, and that stadium, you know, the... State Farm Center. Is going to be very loud that come next year. Well said. Okay. Extremely well said. John, do you have a winner, though? All, the, all this loser talk's getting me down. Okay, yeah, I do have a winner. Okay. My winner, Biggs, is lists. Lists. Not lists. 
Not lists, lists. Lists. Like as in like I've got like a list of, of things that I need to do. I actually made a list the other day. A list of things to do. No, lists. Not lists, lists. Like I wanted, I wanted to will never be a winner. No, no. But I made a to-do list. Okay. Laundry. I had to go, I had to go to Kohl's. Got oh, some, how is he? Got some work pants. How is he? He's doing okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, whatever. No one cares what I do. Yeah, no, no one cares about my life. Anyways, anyway. my big winner is lists. All right. Because we talked about this last week, you know, and I'm just going to get into a little timeline here for you. Okay. Kevin O'Banner, July 2nd, announces he's going in the transfer portal, right? July 2nd he did? July 2nd. And, you know, at the time, I'm thinking, you know, it's... It's sort of a late transfer portal edition. He probably already has his mind made up, you know. It's he's gonna probably announce within the next couple of days. There's not gonna be too much of a hoo ha about it, you know. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. It's July 14th. It's currently July 14th, and in that time, on Saturday, July 10th, he announced his top 10. Okay. Puts out his graphic of you know all cut the his teams. Li- he cut his list. He cut his list to 10 teams, right? I'm like, okay, he's gonna. Maybe in a couple days he'll just make his decision, right? Or at least announce when he's going to announce his decision. But boy, was I wrong again. Because two days later, Monday, July 12th, he announced his top four. I'm like, oh, there must be a decision coming soon, right? (laughs) He's whittling down. He's getting close to just just one. Boy, was I wrong again. Because yesterday, last night... This J- being July 13th? Tuesday, July 13th. He announces his top two. He didn't make it a top three, though. Not a top three. Now, so maybe within the next five weeks he'll make a decision? Maybe. Yeah. So that is why, and especially in this day and age, where lists are the thing. It's true. We are living in a list culture. Yes, it's not enough to just, you know, you know teams are recruiting me. It's not enough to just say that. It's You have to say which ones are recruiting you. And what then... Are- what are the chances he, he actually goes down and he adds back to the list? Like he's I, I up, he's so. down to two, and he's like, you know what? We're back to five. Okay. I'm not five. sure yet. We're actually back to five. After, and then, oh, you know what? Ah, back to eight again. And then back to considered that, my options. Then he'll go back to three and then two. Yeah. It's just we stay in this limbo forever. And then add two more. Anyways, those two teams, Arkansas and Texas Tech. Those are the two. Yes. That's what he's down to, huh? Those are the two teams he's down to. I wonder how long it's going to take for him to decide. Got a prediction? You know, I thought long and hard about this, actually. Really? Yeah. And you know, Biggs, I think that he's going to go to... Texas Tech. And I think that he's going to, you know, do well, because I do really think that he will relate well with Coach... Chris Beard. Over at... Texas Tech. And the fans of... Red Raider Nation. And... Especially in that system where they they do do a lot of... Attempting shots. And it's really going to fit in with his strengths. That's really well said. I think that's a really well thought out prediction. I actually, I actually kind of disagree with you, and, and I actually think he's actually going to go to Arkansas because I actually think he fits better in Eric Musselman's system because you know, what they what they do fits his skill set. I think a little better than Texas Tech. So it'll be interesting to see which one of us is right. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this. Actually, me too. It is Wednesday. I will not edit this till Sunday. Okay, and. I mean, hopefully they make their decision by then to see if our predictions are correct. Hopefully. Yes. Ideally. Biggs, who's your big winner? Funny that you mention lists and Kevin O'Banner because 
actually, John, my winner is Kevin O'Banner. Wow, that's crazy. Because here's the thing. Four months ago, March 14th, the tournament hadn't started yet. How many people do you think in the entire world knew who Kevin O'Banner was? I didn't. I didn't know who Ace Smith was. We thought his name was Obanor. Yeah. Which would have been sweet. I think it should be. It should be. Yeah. You're right. Can't you? Can people do that? Can they decide how you pronounce your own name? I feel like you can. Right? Don't we have control over that? You probably could. I don't see why not. People, people come up with ridiculous names all the time. I mean, it's only fitting that you should be allowed to decide how you pronounce them yeah. as well. Like Ace Miss. Yeah. And Obanor. Abnus. Abnus. Yeah. Anyway, Kevin O'Banner now has has milked the hell out of these lists, and he's the he's like one of the few big fish left in the transfer portal pond. He's is he really that good? I mean, he he capital. I mean, talk about capitalizing on a couple of really nice games in March. But I mean, people are probably thinking like because he puts out all these lists, people are thinking, gosh, he put out a list. I bet you he's really good. I read somewhere that some people. Someone said he might be the best stretch four, best stretch four in the country. There's just absolutely no way Kevin O'Banner is the best stretch four in the country. Dawson Garcia is. Dawson Garcia is, yeah. yeah. Or Isaiah Enan. Okay. Yeah. The Minnesota guy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you remember. Yes. Go on. <laughs> but, I mean, because of all these lists and he just keeps people, he just keeps people interested, you know, like he knows how to just kind of keep you intrigued and that's I think the lit it kind of plays off the lists is that he's staying in the limelight. He's talking about building a brand. I mean mm-hmm. the man should have a sponsorship with the transfer portal. Ooh. You know? And tipped well? in edits. Do they pay well? He's bringing a lot of traffic to them. He is. He's bringing a lot of traffic. And yeah. I think he's he's gonna come in with, with this incredible amount of hype. Someone whatever team, you know, whichever team you predicted and I predicted that land him in the transfer portal, their fans are gonna be like, it's on. It's all the way on now because we got Kevin O'Banner, where mm-hmm. three months ago or four months ago, had they not made the NCAA tournament and he doesn't go for 30 against someone, they're thinking, oh, cool. Got some Oral Roberts guy who can shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. But, well done by him building a brand. Yeah. And I, I think he is a good player. I don't think this yeah. takes away from that. He does. Like, average 18 points per game last year. And that's what, like, the common retort to that, if you want to, like, sort of dig at someone, is, oh, volume scorer. You know? He's efficient. Shoots fifty percent from the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think it's ridiculous having all these lists and doing it every other day, especially this late in the game. It's a little silly. Yes, top ten to top four to top two within what four days? Yeah, yeah, that's a little ridiculous. And, well, also the and, timing there is kind of weird. I mean, don't don't you want to? If well, you're gonna do it in two days, why couldn't you just go to ten to two? If you spread it out more, go from ten to eight, eight to six, you know. Let that sit for a week. It's just attention-seeking. It really is. Like, ooh, big loser. Or is he just leaning all the way into that, maybe? Another big loser, though. Okay. Coach K. He's usually the attention-seeker, you know, the, the the retirement tour and stuff. I had thought about this the other day. Yeah. Do you think anybody else is allowed to announce their retirement this year? Like, could Dick Vitale be like, yeah, I'm retiring? Like, no, You can't do that. You know what this I mean? Is, this is Coach K's year. That's what I'm saying. Is any other coach going to be allowed could, to do that? Could Jim Bayham? Like if, say if you want to retire at the end of the year, he, is he relegated to having to wait until after his season is over? Probably. Yeah. But then, but then, does a Beheim want to get some attention too? Maybe, maybe he does the retirement tour next year. But if you had to like reserve that, like you do at restaurants sometimes, like call ahead and be like, "Hey, so I'd like to 
retire. Well, there's actually going to be a 45 minute wait on that. No, it's a, hey, 45 you, season wait on that. Yeah. So you have to coach. You have to wait till 2030, <laughs> sir. We can get you on. <laughs> oh gosh. What kind of appetizers do you want? Top five apps right now. <sighs> Wings. Okay. What flavor? Uh, Is there a certain flavor you like? Like the top common one that you see like everywhere. Honey barbecue. Yeah, I'd say honey barbecue. Um. Gotta get mopsy sticks. Gotta yeah. get spinach and artichoke dip. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, jumbo pretzel. Ooh, that is good too. Maybe the pretzel rods. The jumbo Honestly, pretzel. Any, might any, be anything you can dip in cheese. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just cheese. Yeah. Chips yeah. and queso. Yeah. Quesadillas. Oh. You can dip quesadillas in cheese? I mean, I, I'm just going off. I, they, they don't fit in that mold. I mean, you probably could. Why not? Yeah. Wow. I haven't done that before, but now I think I want to. Should we go do that? Yeah. Now we got to record. Yeah, you're right. So that was my winner. Okay. It was Kevin O'Banner. Right. Building his brand. I like it. Maybe it'll segue him into a successful NBA career. Maybe. Yeah. Do you want to get to some player movement? There is not much going on right now. There hasn't been a lot of player movement. As evidenced by my intro. Indeed. It's pretty dead right now. It is. I thought about taking a week off. Your transfer portal was the big loser last week, and it kept on losing. Right. So we're just out of steam here. We're, I know. We're, the gas tank is empty in the transfer portal. There's really only a few guys left. Yeah. A couple guys who did come out of the transfer portal to commit to a school. Alonzo Verge. You talked about this last week. Yeah. Utah, Nebraska. What yeah. do you think of that? I like it. I mean, I, I, I suppose I don't love Alonzo Verge as a player, but uh, Nebraska was one of the teams that lost a, a really good player in Delano. Uh, Delano Banton, their point guard, who, you know, he's like a 6'8", kind of rangy uh, lead guard who was one of their best players last year. And I don't think people expected him to go to the draft. Well, he does. So you're thinking Nebraska is probably thinking, okay, well, we might be in trouble. Well, they rebound, they get Alonzo Verge, who's who's a far different kind of player. Banton is much more of a floor general, plays great defense, uh, gets into the paint. Verge is much more of just that pure kind of bucket getter. You th- think like uh, he's not very efficient though. I'm no, think think like Lou Williams, um, you know Jordan Clark. Like think your NBA kind of sixth man type who just comes in and like the heat check guy who's just going to pump up shots. Jamal Crawford. Yeah, and like on one game he scores tw- he scores twenty two points and like he leads you to a win. And the next he goes four of seventeen, and you're wondering why the hell is this guy on my team? Yeah. I think Verge is cut from that cloth, but. I guess you you know beggars can't be choosers. He's so gonna have an opportunity, Jack of shots. He's gonna have the green light. Yeah. yeah, so he'll get his he'll get his chances. And and I think Hoiberg has done really well with transfers before. And maybe he can rein some of that in and get some of the shot creation or the uh, yeah, the shot selection stuff kind of ironed out. Maybe Burge can be optimized. I mean, he's averaged like fourteen a game over the last two years for for the Sun Devils. So I don't know. I think it's a nice pickup. I don't think Nebraska is gonna be like really good by any stretch, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be just a complete shit show like they were last year. They'll be better. Better or worse than Minnesota? Better. By a lot? Ten points better? Well, I guess from a from a games, from a a standings point, there's, there's 20 games in the Big Ten. I would say Minnesota wins one or two. I would give Nebraska maybe like five. Okay. Four or five. I think they'll be significantly so, better. So they're still slow, slower dollars. Seven yeah, dollars. I would say so. Um, just, I mean, just looking at the bad. Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. But okay, yeah. 
What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think my big thoughts are just, you know, he's going to have an opportunity to really showcase his talents, whatever those talents are, which those talents could just be jacking up shots. He averaged 14 points per game on a team on a team at Arizona State that had talent. It did. You can't take that away. You know, Remy Martin, 14 points per game. Um, and so being able to average 14 when, you know. A lot of other guys looking to jack up shots. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, the big concern there is obviously just from the efficiency standpoint. He's only shooting 40% from the field and only making about a third of his shots from three-point land. It's not terrible, but it's not the best. Right. And if you're the best player on a team, because you got to remember last year, he was not the best team on no, he's probably like third, the third banana. Right. So, do you like fiddle or banana when people are talking about like the the uh, like you second know, fiddle? I'm yeah. a fiddle guy. You're a fiddle guy. I, I think I used to be, but now that I just said it out loud, I think I like banana. I don't like it. That, not, that's what makes us great is that opposites attract. Yeah, it's like the olive theory. Yeah. Good call. Yes. Anyways, um, you know, like I said last year, he's a third. Player on third best player on the team, so he doesn't have as much of an opportunity to jack up bad shots. When you're the you're best right. player, you are the guy at the end of the shot clock. That's true. Up those shots. So could those percentages go down? Like Batman can't go out hunting in Gotham and be running into trouble and be like, "That's okay, I've got Batman showing up here in a couple minutes." Like he's my because. Oh wait, no, I am Batman. Yeah, Crap, exactly. that's right. I right. actually need Alfred to help me out. Exactly. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Verge, Verge now becomes Batman, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's no longer Sensei Affairs. He's no longer whoever the second person is to Robin. Talk about a downgrade, though. You go to school in Phoenix. Now all of a sudden you're going. Yeah. Now that I said that out loud. Where's Nebraska? Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln's a nice city. Is it underrated? Okay. Really nice. A couple hours from Sioux Falls. Not far. Oh, we should go there. Underrated concert venue. When saw Michael Bublé there. I did rushed it? Christmas special. No, oh. no. He's actually he's got other talent. He actually sings other songs besides Christmas songs. Yeah, that's wild. He's really good. <laughs> they say he's like Frank Sinatra reincarnated. Yeah. I assume Frank Sinatra's dead. I'm not sure. That's I don't know if he is either. I don't know. He might be alive. Maybe. Well, Michael Bublé is like a young Frank Sinatra. And he's still alive, for sure. He's terrific. Yes. I wore my suit coat. Looked really good. Okay. Yeah. Cedric Russell. Yeah. I'll let you lead on. Okay. Down. Well, he picked Ohio State. Yes. So there's that. I took. Thank the, you for that. For Yep. That newsworthy item. Louisiana Tech transfer? No, yes. maybe just Louisiana. Is it? I thought it was Tech. No, it's Louisiana. I'll edit that out. The University of Louisiana, the Ragin' Cajuns. Another underrated team name. That's pretty yeah. badass. The Ragin' Cajuns. You know they spell it weird. So he goes from a Ragin' Cajun to a Buckeye. Really downgrading there. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah. But upgrading in competition. You get to play in the Big Ten and you get all the shots you want. He's going to basically fill, I think, the Dwayne Washington void. That we talked about. We, we talked about that. Yeah, Louisiana, or, uh, Ohio State was one of the best offenses in the country last year. And I think really surprisingly reliant on one guy making really tough shots. And Dwayne Washington had an awesome season. You saw in the tournament when he he's didn't, not. He didn't make those when shots. He's, when he's missing shots, yeah. And they, they can run, they can get got, you know, and that's kind of what we thought about. Did them. they get more than they, did they, no. Overachieve? Did they get mine more than they got got, though? Probably, but then they got got at the wrong time. Okay. You know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Marshawn? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Good point. Thank that you. went right over my head for a yeah. second. <laughs> Russell's going to have space now to step in, though, and play that Dwayne Washington role, and, and Ohio State has a lot of, we talked about this last week, they've got really good pieces that can do all the other stuff, mm-hmm. right? They picked up um, 
Well, they got EJ Liddell back, who's probably going to be more the focal point. They're going to probably lean into him even more offensively now. I was going to say, is Cedric Russell going to be the go-to guy? I can't see that. Or is he second um, orange to EJ Liddell? Whoa. I think he's the second zucchini Okay, in the in the Buckeye kind of offensive tree. Okay. Do zucchinis come from trees? Sure. Okay. No, they don't. I don't either. <laughs> they picked up – I'm trying to think who else they added. They added another transfer, the, the Penn State point guard, who's like one of the best defensive guards in the Big Ten, but not a guy that's – Going to create a lot of offense. They got Justice Suing on the wing, who's kind of a do-it-all, good defensive guy. And they needed somebody, though, who can provide kind of that end of the shot clock, create a shot, shot making. You said mm-hmm. shot a lot there. And Russell can maybe do that. I mean, he's he's not the most efficient guy, but he's a very good three-point shooter. And I don't know. I think we're kind of at the point where you just kind of have to trust um, Chris Holtman to have a, a, a competitive outfit. You know, like I, I didn't think last year they were one of the four or five, six best teams in the country. And and I think that played out in the tournament. I, don't, I actually don't – I think that actually kind of helps his coaching shine in that he got that team to a two seed. A team that's capable of losing to a 15 seed probably shouldn't be a two seed. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe that's, that's a hell of a coaching job to get a team that level. And that could just be a lot of what the perspective it was on the Big Ten throughout last season is how good – Good. Everyone thought the Big Ten was. Yeah, that's and true. The Big Ten media weren't. machine was, yes. was in full force. Yeah. What's worse, the Big Ten media machine or the Duke media machine? Duke. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's unbearable. Yeah. I I should look up the stat one time, but I have a book. It might actually be sitting right over there. Oh yeah. It's called Duke Sucks. Duke Sucks. Yes. They do. And one of the points they make in their book was um. And I can't remember when the book was written, but they went back like 10 years on their non-conference schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously non-conference, there's, you know, usually expect about 10 non-conference games a year, right? Yeah. So if you're just playing home and away games, you expect five and five, right? I suppose. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's some you know, early season tournaments. There's some um, neutral game, neutral site games. So let's just say, let's be very conservative and say three and three. So you expect three away non-conference games every year, right? Mm-hmm. There's a stat, and it was, I can't remember what it was. I should look in that book. I'll report on it next week. Okay. But give me a time. It's a book report. You're an English teacher. You can do that. Um, I expect I expect a one-page essay okay, summing this up. But it was something ridiculous. Like, I don't think they averaged one road true – one true road non-conference game a year over that time period. Does that make sense? Yeah, they never go on the road. Yeah, that's a thing that Duke's always. That's what the, it's like. They re, they refuse to. Coach K will only play home games and neutral site games. Yes, in non-conference because obviously in the conference you have no choice. Right in the non-conference where they're yes. playing, and, and yeah, they won't go on the road ever to play. Uh, a, they just won't go on the road in general. Yeah. Whether it's to go play at like a, a Duke a home and home and road with Kentucky, right, or or. Like, he won't do it. Obviously, most big schools don't do it with, like, the smaller mid-majors. They have the mid-majors come in and play them. But they won't. he won't even go. He won't play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sucks. We yeah. hate him. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There, I said it. And no one ever talks about this. It, it, <laughs> it's like the political media machine. Uh, no, we're not getting politics. Good call. Actually, screw it. Okay. okay. I'm not going to say any names. All right. But say one media, media company is 
one side, right or left, right? Yeah. They are only going to report the positives on that side. It's true. They're not going to report the negatives on that side. And then for the other side, it's going to be the same way. That's how I feel about Duke. Except the, the, the Duke is their own side, where they only report post on the positive like, side. Like, Duke is a political party, and ESPN is its main advocate. Yeah, it's so true. That's a great way to put it. Exactly. Yep. So who's Billis in this situation? Honestly, Billis, I think, is... He's actually pretty good about yeah, not being is. insanely biased. Yes, he is. I will say that. He's he's not good. He's great about being not biased. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't just a good way to describe it. That was a great way to oh, describe it. Thank you. That. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Do we explain that joke? No. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, anything else we need to get into? This might be a thirty-five minute podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we have anything else. I mean, we have other stuff that we can that we can let bake for a while. I, I have one thing I was gonna bring up. If you have nothing. And this go. is just Let's a general it. topic. Okay. Because I know you probably watch at least a little bit. Of We're talking life right now or just hoops? Hoops. Oh, okay. We're a college basketball podcast. Indeed. No one cares about lives. Right. No lives matter. No, that's not it. What is Only No. College basketball lives matter. Right. Um, you know what the TBT is, the basketball tournament. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Collection of a lot of just ex-college players. Yeah. And one of my favorite aspects of this is the Elam ending. Yes. The Elam ending. Like that. Which is basically, is it after the six-minute mark of the second half? Or eight-minute mark? I can't remember. Let's just say it's eight-minute for purposes of this description. Okay. So they play their normal game, 20-minute halves, and the first dead ball after the eight-minute time mm-hmm. in the second half, the clock is basically gone, right? Mm-hmm. They take whatever the score is. And they take the leading team and they add eight to that. I think it's actually under the four minute now that I think about it. It's okay. under the four minutes. The clock just goes away. Okay? Yep. So they take the score. Say if it's 70 to 65. They take the high score, which in this case is 70. They add eight to it. And that's the target score. 78. Correct. Okay. 78 is the target score. And then what they do is, like I said, the clock is gone. Yep. Whoever gets to 78 first wins. Automatically. Automatically. Can you go over 78? It's kind of like... Yeah, you can. Like, when say you're, if when you're, you're playing darts and stuff, you know, yeah. you're doing like the 300, you, you, you right. have to get eight. You, you can hit nine. You're you, bust. You can go over 78. Okay. So if you're at 77, you hit a two-pointer, boom, you're good. Okay? Nice. And so what does that do, you might be asking? Yeah. It gets rid of the fouling at the end of the game. There's no point of fouling... If the clock, if you're not playing against the if, clock. If there's no clock and you don't have time to save, there's no you point just have of fouling. Stops. So you don't have these situations where... The end of the game is just drawn out, and the last 30 seconds takes 15 minutes. Is there still a shot clock? Yes, there is a shot clock. Okay, because you wouldn't yes. want the offense to just be able to milk it all the way around and just yep. eventually wait a minute and a half and get a layup. Right. There is a shot clock still. That's the only clock that remains. Cool. The other side of this is okay. you have to score to win. It's basically a game-winning basket every game. Yeah, you can't just survive. You cannot just survive. And it's one of those things, you know, for everything people say bad about baseball— the best part about it is you have to get 27 outs. More if it's an extra innings, obviously. Like, there's no clock that you can sort of chip away at in baseball. And it's sort of the same concept here. here. There's no clock. You have to get to a certain point. Now, my question here is, do you think NBA or NCAA or high school would ever embrace this idea and use it? No. No? I mean, they do with the All Star Game for the NBA. They I mean, did. That's, that's become did such they, an exhibition joke kind of thing. Anyway. Did they do it this last year? 
I don't remember. I, don't remember. I honestly haven't paid attention to an All Star game in years. They did it after Kobe's death, and they what they did it was it like the target score was like twenty four added on. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly when they did it. it might have just been going to maybe halfway through the fourth quarter or something. Um, I think they did it this last year too, but I don't know. Okay. But, I like I like the concept. I, I do kind of like the score to win thing. Um, I do also kind of like the idea though of playing with the. I do like the clock thing too because, you know, you you built up a lead and sometimes, you know, now you have to protect that lead and there's and there's something to kind of just the the finding a way to survive with the clock as your friend and there's strategy that goes into that too. But I do like the idea of hey, the the win is out there for you. You have to seize it. Yep. You can't just let the clock. Give it to you. Yep. So it's just I like, don't think that'll ever happen. Maybe the NBA, because the NBA has become such a kind of a... They've experimented more. They experiment a lot with stuff. And what it if borderlines they experimented are a gimmicky. The, what if they experimented with the G League first? I yeah, maybe. That. That's kind of like the it, it, kind of like with baseball, where they do everything kind of the minor league. Yep. Maybe they do it in the NIT. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Or maybe the CBI. And they have, and they have done that in the NIT also. Like, they've I, think, done the, I think they've done it with, like, Longer three point lines, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. shot the shot clock, shot clock going down. Going. Yes, they did other stuff with the NIT, or that maybe they're going to do stuff with the NIT. Wasn't that one of our losers here a few months ago when they were when they came out with all the different There's rules? Rule, it wasn't an NIT thing. It was just some rule change ideas, and maybe they're gonna they're gonna experiment with the NIT. NIT. Yeah. Um, but no, just something I thought about today, where I think I would love it. I'd yeah, it would be interesting. It'd be awfully cool. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you do have to wonder though when at what point in the second half is it the four minute mark? Probably, I'd say four minutes. I'd say at target score is like ten or twelve plus one of those two. What about if a team has like a fifteen point lead already? What if you're playing Virginia? How long would it take to get to that target score? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just have to add six points, maybe. Yeah, Virginia. What, like what if you points. use the uh, what's his name, the data guy? Ken Palm. Oh, Ken Palm. What yeah. if you what if you like used his efficiency numbers and then adjusted what the targets each individual score? team like if it's if you have like this offensive efficiency your target score add on is twelve. So if it's Gonzaga, it's like hey twenty. It's gonna be twenty point. Yeah. yeah. So you get you actually get kind of you get uh, you get penalized a little yeah. bit. Penalized but, but, but for if being really good offensively. But if it's Virginia, you all you have to do is sink a free throw. And you win. Well, see what's scary though is what if Virginia actually has a really high. They've had years where actually they're very high in offensive efficiency because they they just don't score a lot because they play so slow. What if we go based on their tempo then? Maybe, maybe there's probably some sort of algorithm where you can combine efficiency and tempo. Tempo times efficiency divided by idea or not idea. Life pro tip here for you. Okay. If you ever have to explain how you got something, just say you have have an algorithm. There's an algorithm for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm a fan. Big, I see you looking at your phone. you have anything else for today's episode? Well, I guess we could have talked about some guys that were on the fence. We talked about this a lot last week of just guys who decided to head back to college. We've got five names here for you. Some of them we've already touched on. Just give me your give me your just give me your quick reaction and maybe if any of them stand out more. Trey Murphy from Virginia. A lot of people thought he was a these are 50-50 kind of guys maybe at the end he, of the year. He we're did, thinking, did he start for them? Or was he, he did. Good? Okay. Yeah. I remember, he, yeah, he was a good player for them. Really good. Yeah. Trey Murphy, leaving. He's staying in the draft. Dwayne oh, Washington, we talked about that. Aaron Wiggins from Maryland. Joe Wieskamp from Iowa. Josh Primo from Alabama. All those guys are staying in. I don't think any of them we thought were going to leave when the season ended. They're all gone. 
Who do you think's hurt the most? Uh, what are your thoughts? I'm going to take have my own criteria. Okay. The one that I think could make the most sense is Wieskamp. I get a Duncan Robinson vibe from him, where he can carve out a role as just a, a pure shooter. Duncan Robinson, huh? Not like a, not like an Anthony Peeler or a, like Michael Red. No, Duncan Robinson. I guess those two guys are both left-handed. So that, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly why I didn't pick them. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. I mean, not like a Reggie Bullock. No, Duncan Robinson. I, 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 I have no ties to Reggie Bullock. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Green, Cam Johnson. Do you always say them too? No, I'm just thinking solid shooters. Yeah. Okay. So he's Duncan Robinson, huh? He's a solid shooter. He's a good. Is he not? He's a terrific shooter. I feel like you're challenging my take. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of other good shooters that he might remind me of, rather than Duncan Robinson. Reggie Miller. Yeah, could he be like Reggie Miller? Okay, maybe. <laughs> if he does a choke symbol as Spike Lee, that would automatically make him Reggie Miller. Yes, exactly. It sucks for Iowa, doesn't it? I feel like they've had kind of a sneaky, really bad off season. Luca Garza's gone. Everyone thought that was going to happen. Lee's camp's gone. Frederick's gone. Didn't think those two guys were leaving. Jordan Bohannon got sucker punched at a bar. Probably deserved it. And I think it was in Ames, which is Iowa State, correct? That's correct. Yes. Jack Nungy is gone. Yep. Who do they have? I don't know. You Jordan know, Jordan Bohannon. You know who they should get? Labar and James. <laughs> Labar. Have you seen this guy? No. Oh, you got to look him up on YouTube. It's basically some... Redneck farmer, he, you know how like on the farms they have like the hoop on like, on like the barn and stuff. Yeah. But he's basically like just shooting around, and he's got like his cowboy boots on. He's playing like country music. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. I feel like we have a friend who does a lot of that kind of stuff. Yes, we do. Anyways, his nickname is LeBarn James. LeBarn James. Huh? Yes. Don't know why she why she wanted that or how she found it. But she finds everything. I have no idea where that would have been. I get it, LeBarn, because yeah. the the barn. Yeah. Who's yes. Look him up when you get home. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh, what's your big takeaways from that list? Well, I think at the top of the sport, the biggest impact is probably, you could probably make an argument for any of them. I mean, Dwayne Washington, if he come back, you're looking at Ohio State being a top five team. Do they get Cedric Russell, though? Yeah, but I think Washington's better. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably rather have him win, yeah. I don't think Josh Primo's that big a deal for Alabama. He wasn't even like a... He was like a rotation guy for them, but he wasn't like one of their highlight. What's the word on Shackelford? He's down to Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and Alabama. Okay. So I'll tell you what. If he what if he teamed up at Texas Tech with um with Oborn Obanor? Yeah. With our possible prediction there. I don't know if we I'm not sure if we predict, predicted him that'd be pretty, there or not. That'd be crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. That could yeah. be that could be quite a quite a haul. That could be a duo. I have a feeling he's going to go back to Alabama. Yeah. I think at the top of the sport, though, I really think the biggest one is probably Murphy leaving Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think if he's back, Virginia is probably a top. I mean, you can always just kind of pencil in Virginia is going to be in the mix, right? They've lost a lot, though. They've lost um, who's their tall guy? Uh, Hauser. Joey Hauser. Well, see, those guys were seniors. Yeah. So like they, they just still they, they they're gone. Yeah. And Justin McCoy leaves. Yeah, huge loss. Yeah, I don't think they care about him. He's gonna play a big role on the bench. He he averaged three and a half points for them. That's like fifteen points per game anywhere else. (laughs) You you have an algorithm for quantifying Virginia (laughs) points when they transfer to anyone else. But I think Murphy went. Is the thing that you get with Virginia is you're always gonna have these guys who are like, we talk about it. They're not overly talented, but they they play their system really well. They fit into their roles really well. And when they and when they they have a ceiling though sometimes. Mm 
Well, Murphy is kind of a – he's a big athletic wing who kind of gives you like a DeAndre Hunter kind of vibe from a few years ago with them. They don't. They just don't have guys like that usually. Players like that just don't play at Virginia very often. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think if he were there, you could make an argument, hey, Virginia might be a top-five team in the country again next year. Um, they're going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think they can replace them probably just fine. But I think it lowers their ceiling maybe a little bit where they're probably like second – here in the ACC next year, maybe in the preseason. I can't remember. Did I'm probably butchering this name? Waldenteneseo, Waldentense. Sure. How do you not know that? He left, right? He was a senior as well. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah. So I think he's is gone. Beekman back? Do they have Beekman, anyone back? Beekman's back. Yep. Is Huff back? That's the Huff big was guy. a senior. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Hauser are both gone. Who do they have? So they've got who's the little point guard they got? Kihei Clark. Yeah, but he's not. He's okay. Yeah, he's a he's a floor general. He's not gonna score a ton of points. Right. Reese Beekman was a, was a really highly rated recruit. Didn't do a ton as a freshman, but he started, which is a lot at Virginia. I think. Yeah. Generally, freshmen don't play much. They added, I think, Armand Franklin from from Indiana. Okay. Via the transfer portal, they added. Um, oh, they added a big guy from Jaden Gardner from East Carolina. Average like eighteen and eight at East Carolina. Six seven, big burly fellow. Six seven is big for them. Yeah, and he'll be he'll step into probably your your power forward spot. Yeah, and then I know they've they've actually recruited decently at like that five spot. So I think they've got they've probably got a big man to replace Huff and just gonna play defense. Yeah, so I just don't need, know if they're gonna have all they need out of their big man is to grab rebounds and block shots. Know how to push people in the back for rebounds without getting over the back calls. Yep, yep, yes. exactly. That's Jack Salt. He was good though. He was so annoying. Yeah, he was. He wasn't actually that good. He <laughs> no. was just useful. Yes. I like the, I like that I like the name though. Jack Salt. Yeah, just two syllables. Perfect. Jack Salt. Yes. Jack Salt. Angelina Jolie. Played a character named Salt. Remember the movie Salt? Sure. No. You need to watch more movies. Thank you. I will. All right. Okay. Is that also an assignment? Maybe that's for my me? homework for you. Is just watch movies. Is that also an assignment for for me, Mister? I'm not big on giving out homework. I actually prefer in class work time. Okay. So because if I have to give out homework, then I have to spend time grading it all. Anyways, let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. Bye.